ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 123. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hi. Hello, Jenny. Hi, everybody. We're here today to talk to you about the future of Instagram. Yay. It's, we've been on Instagram a lot lately in the last couple of weeks. And so we are. We thought it'd be really helpful to kind of review some of the trends that are happening uh, for 2019. Yeah, it's interesting. And part of the reason we've been on more is because some of the shifts that have started to happen make it more palatable for us and who we are as human beings and business owners. So this episode was really inspired by an article in The Atlantic called The Instagram Aesthetic is Over. The look made famous by the platform just doesn't resonate anymore. And it's by Taylor Lorenz from April 23rd, 2019. And this was one of the most refreshing articles I've read in a long, long time. And essentially what this article is saying is that this idea of this perfectly curated feed is dead. So Generation Z, which is the generation younger than millennials, has come about and they've been so turned off by this hyper curated obsession that people have had where the there have even been the existence of Instagram museums and people will who are influencers or bloggers will drive all over or fly all over travel just to get the right Instagram shot we're seeing people dying because they're falling off of buildings or bridges or the Grand Canyon when they're trying to take a selfie for Instagram and I think it's just a little too much and it's it, it all feels a little too fake or too manufactured i think it's so there's now been this this swing in the other direction for a really raw honest almost i don't want to say ugly but I, that's like sort of like well it's uh, it people are intentionally kind. trying to make it ugly i think just, they're not beautiful yeah. photos they're bad angles and they might be a little bit blurry or they're just like the background isn't perfect they're like a messy cluttered house and so it's like that aesthetic of like that homogenized aesthetic of like donuts and coffees, avocado toast and mermaid avocado smoothie toast and perfectly bowls, <laughs> manicured nails and hand. Like yeah. it's no longer like people are seeing if you some in, in this article, it said if you posted a 
holding a coffee with a beautiful manicured hand, they'll get like a thousand unfollows because they're just so tired of that aesthetic. And so this younger generation is coming through and like messing it up. And yeah, it made me so happy when you found this article because... Well, it's so refreshing. I saw it posted all over the place last week. And it's this idea of posting unfiltered, low production photos as sort of the description of what's trending. And who knows how long this is going to go on. But I think there's this sense of like people don't want to be obsessively focused on capturing something that's going to look good in their feed. They want to focus on living their lives. And the feed is ideally an expression of that person's life, an honest expression versus a manufactured role. I mean, I think it's it's so interesting to me how that even happened or why that happened. And I, and I wonder if it will happen again. But this idea that we're creating this alternate reality, right? Where we're not even, that's not your life. Like your life is not a perfect dish of avocado toast or you in a certain pose with a new dress in front of a mint blue wall that you drove two hours to find and stand in front of and have someone take your picture. I mean, it's just, that's not real life. And so I think there's a sense of we want our social media platforms in the future or or now to be a reflection of who we really are and what our lives are really like, because that's better. Actually, if you really think about it, that's better for us and for everyone else than this idea of this perfect, almost a fantasy and something that never existed in the first place. I mean, that was always the criticism of Instagram is like you're looking at someone's best day and the jokes about like what's outside that photo frame, like this, the clutter in a messy kitchen and so on. And so it is really refreshing. I agree. And I think it's much more relatable. However, I have to say like, I still love a beautiful photo, you know, like some of these examples in this particular, I mean, these, this is not my generation, these photos. <laughs> no, I mean, these are like 17-year-old kids, 22-year-olds yeah. yeah, in this, I mean, uh, like, in this article. I would never look at this. Like, I wouldn't follow because it's just silly to me. But I mean, a lot of people would say the whole app is really silly, but social media is really silly. So I still really appreciate, you know, somebody like a local milk, who's a, a, prof- a local milk. Is that right, Jenny? Yeah, local milk, who is the professional photographer. And she's in Japan right now. And her photography is stunning. So I still like Instagram because of that visual, but I totally get the shift and am 100% behind it. Yeah. So I just want to read a section of this article. So this is Sarah Peretz, an LA-based blogger and influencer. Oh, actually, I don't know if she's a blogger. She's an influencer. So she's quoted in this article as saying that that perfection is really a grind, the Instagram perfection. And she said, I spent so many months looking for a wall that was a certain color There came a point in my life where all I'd be doing was looking for walls, walls, walls. I was like, guess what day it is? Another wall. And so it talks about how she interrupted a vacation to take a picture against a casino's perfect orange wall. And she had this epiphany where she said, enough is enough. I mean, you you really have to think about. And I've had these moments myself. I just um, was reading Digital Minimalism. And that book was like really speaking to me in a way that that it's written by Cal Newport who wrote the book Deep Work which is both of one of both of our favorite business books Sandy and it's it's similar where he started as he created this book Deep Work which talks about how going deep in your work and having really meaningful pockets of time to do your work is really the only thing that matters in this world anymore because there are so many generalists that there aren't enough people who are able to go really deep and produce something new and then he said the reaction he got to that book was really from all these people saying okay that's great i get that about my work but what about my life like i'm distracted all the time in every area of my life like with my family 
family on the weekends in my free time. And so that's why he wrote this book, Digital Minimalism, where he said so many people were talking to him about when they were living their lives, they were thinking about how to capture it rather than how to live it. And so it was actually changing behavior in a pretty significant way and and in a way that was making people unhappy. So I think that that's really worth considering when you're thinking about your own presence on social media, especially Instagram. Like, how often are you thinking like, oh, I need to go take a picture of it. I did that today. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be totally mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. I did that today. I went back to a place I was leaving. Like, I got out of my car and went back in to take a picture because I had forgotten to take a picture for social media. And I realized, you know, is this okay that I'm, you know, I like, I'm not one to do that very often. But when I do it, I, I notice it. And I think, is this really the best use of my time to pull my car over and park and go back inside to take a photograph? I know what you're saying. We've just come off, um, we're recording this right after a fairly intense launch. And so we did up our game on social. So it does kind of like hijack your thinking. Like, do I have to photograph? Yeah. Should I document this? Do I need to photograph this? Is this a good photo? Is this a bad? How's the light? Where are the shadows? And I resent it for that, right? But that today, if you're going to do business on the internet, that is part of it. Like, I really don't know how we yeah, can 100% no, totally get away because I agree. It did benefit us, right? For that intense period, we were on social a lot. And I think it's just having the wherewithal to step back and, you know, be aware of these thoughts. And you don't need to, we don't need to do it every day, but it is scary. And I can see how, you know, if you were trying to be an influencer or are an influencer, how you would, it would just take over your business and your personal life. And it's terrifying me because I, I just don't want the world to be focusing on that. Like the world has bigger problems to solve. We need our brains on more important things than looking for orange walls. Yeah, no, totally. And I think it goes deeper, to, at least for me, deeper than just social. I also am capture, trying to capture moments. And I do this way less than the other moms I know, to be totally honest. But I feel like there is also a huge emphasis, at least for moms and for parents, to try to capture so many moments of their children's lives versus experience them with them. And so that's also a really interesting thing that happens. So I notice if I'm having a particularly joyful experience with my daughter, there's always a moment where I think, should I get my camera out? And not necessarily, I don't post hardly anything of her on social media. And if I do, it's almost almost always in my private account that nobody can see other than family and close friends. But I still am capturing it, right? Like I capture it for myself or for her one day or to send to like my brother who lives 3,000 miles away, whatever. And so I think like even that, that's the same interruption, right? Like even if it's not about getting likes or followers or, or building community, it's still, I think, because we have these devices in our pockets, we think about documenting it in a way that I think when I was a child, I mean, that camera came out when we went on vacation. <laughs> like when we went to Disneyland, there was the camera. We, you know, like... At Christmas, there was a camera out, but like I don't remember having a camera shoved mm. in my face all the time as a kid. My mom, she photographed a lot. We always had a camera and we had the movie camera out. So to me, it was like, well, of course you're going to capture it so that we can look back at it later, you know, and that it, that feels less. If you're capturing it to remember the moment versus making it IG perfect, I think there's a big, a big difference there because I like to use my personal IG account for like a little scrapbook of over time, right? Like I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm not trying to influence anybody. It's just like a little, you know, sort of history of my life. And I like to see it as my own personal art project as well. So I will probably not be the one to adopt the bad angles in the, you know. Yeah. No, because you like beautiful things. (laughs) 
as do yeah, I. And so I'm not 17. I totally get but, it. Yeah. But I do want to say too, like, there is a certain power to social media. So we try to be really aware of how we're using it and how much we, we spend on it. But we just did this launch and we use social media, I think, really well. Probably could have been used it a little bit more. But one of the things that we loved and sort of discovered how powerful it is, is IGTV. So, you know, we'd be remiss to not talk about how we think that IGTV is one of the big trends for this year and that we we posted a few things on IGTV in the comments and the f- likes the number of people that the views was really quite staggering yeah for how like we put a 1 minute video up or a minute and a half video and then it get like hundreds and hundreds of views and it doesn't we don't get that kind of views on our feed or in stories and so for us we have a relatively you know, reasonable sized account. And so it was amazing to me. And I I think this is because Instagram rolled out IGTV last year and then nobody used it. And so they're trying to incentivize people. My, That's what I think. They're trying to incentivize people to use it, which is always a good thing if you are looking for ways to get more attention on social for less cost. So for free, basically, you can go on Instagram TV, you can have a little preview of it in your feed, and then your your TV, the link to your TV will be shown to your, yeah, you to get, your followers way more than your feed or your stories. Right. They'll will show be. you they'll show one minute on your feed and then the person can click to see the full IG the full video. Yeah, on. but it seems to me like with the algorithm though that their incentive like yes, they're showing yes, more. that yes, picture from yes. the feed, that's still more than other yes, still. That is right? true. That is true. Yeah. So, so I think it's something we're gonna continue to do. And if you guys are looking to build the following and 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 get the word out about what you're doing, I would definitely start playing around with with IGTV because I think it's one of the most exciting I think it's like the next mm-hmm, thing yeah. to focus yeah. on. I think also like we can talk about other things too, but I'm not going to get into Pinterest right now. <laughs> yeah, Pinterest we'll IPO'd. Do, we'll, we should have a whole podcast about how Pinterest IPO'd last week. Yeah, we'll do a whole thing on Pinterest, I think. But do you want to go through some of the new features that are coming for Instagram? 20? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay, so you found this great article that we'll link to in the show notes from later, which is a social media scheduling platform. Actually, I think is it only for Instagram? Yes, and I think it's, I was just going to say, this is probably the best. If you need to know anything about how to do anything on Instagram, the first place you should go is just later.com. They have the best um, articles. But one came out today featuring or discussing the nine different features that are coming in 2019. So we thought we'd maybe just go through these because they're really interesting and would love to get your thoughts on this, Jenny. So the number, the first one is they are going to bring out a camera revamped camera design, a camera mode called create mode so that when you take your photos, you can see what they're going to look like in stories with the different filters before you actually get to stories. So can I just say something, Cindy, that I noticed? And this is a little bit slightly off topic. We're talking about the writer of the Atlantic article that we mentioned earlier today. And and you were like, I think we've done... I think we've done another <laughs> podcast about this, like with this lady's articles. And she's all, well, there's the person who wrote this later article is also Taylor. named Taylor. Yeah. Lauren. Yeah. So there's one letter difference in their names. And so that oh, might be what maybe. we were talking So Taylor Lauren or Lauren <laughs> is the our author of the later blog post and Taylor Lorenz with a Z, otherwise the exact same spelling. Oh, that's really last name, funny. Is the our author of The Atlantic. So this is a, a weird like woo-woo moment for that me really to see funny, this. Yeah, because that name was so, so familiar to me. 
Yeah, I was like, who is this? She's everywhere, but it's actually two different people. Yes. So, okay, so let's talk about the next feature that's rolling out. And this is going to be relevant for some of you in our audience, because I know we have some great nonprofits that we work with. And that is a fact that you are now going to be able to raise money with a sticker on Instagram stories. So there is a new donation sticker that is going to allow certified nonprofits to collect donations through the app, which I think is just the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And once you do that, you can, yeah, you just search there all the nonprofits. So I don't know if you have to become like, you have to, how do they know? Uh, how do yeah, they know? Yeah, if you're a nonprofit, you're going to have to figure that out with Instagram. We actually, I have a link to how to do that. So we'll put that in the show notes if you're it's a nonprofit. Cool. So yeah, that would be really interesting to see. And then there's a big sticker, you click on it and away you go. And they say that 100% oh gosh, of the money it? does go to the actual nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. That is nice of Facebook <laughs> slash Instagram to agree to do that. Yeah. Okay. And the then third one the third is creator Andy? profiles. And so this one's a little bit more complicated and confusing and, and muddy to me, but they are allowing you to choose to be uh, an Instagram creator. And so you would get an Instagram creator studio on your desktop with analytics and engagement stats stats, all sorts of things that you can't get now. Um, you would have access to follow and unfollow data. And so you know which um, which of your content is resonating or not. And you also have, which I think is probably huge for those that get a thousand million DMs, you can actually set up DM filters so you can prioritize messages from friends or brands or rank them by relevance. So that I'm sure that people just don't even go in there because it's just so, so massively overwhelming. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy to use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. One thing to note about this is that this feature is likely going to be for influencers only, at least initially. So it's probably going to have the 10,000 follower limitations like the swipe up feature currently has. So it's a good you know, reason if those features sound good to you. It's a, it's a nice reason to go ahead and try to bump up your following to that 10,000 follower. But you, you lose access as a, uh, with this profile. You lose access to the Instagram API, so you wouldn't be able to schedule your posts. So that That'd be yeah, a big you wouldn't deal. be able to schedule your post. So maybe that's not a good enough trade-off <laughs> if you're really using it heavily in your business. That's a good point, Sandy. Okay, and then the fourth feature on Instagram that's likely to come out soon is that you'll be able to buy products directly from influencers in the app. So obviously, for those of you that are influencers or that have a large following, this is going to be a particularly lucrative new feature that's rolling out for you. So Instagram is saying that this feature is likely to be for public figures, creators, athletes, publishers, and artists. And you should expect if you're one of those people that has a big following that you're going to be able to make a lot of money on the app. App. So this is the first time that influencers will have a direct way to sell products on Instagram. I mean, this is Without, massive. Like within the um, app. So that within the app. They don't have to go out. Within the app yeah, itself. That is huge. Yep. No yeah, click on yeah. link in bio, no swiping up. 
Um, this is actually checkout page in the app. So that's astonishing. And it'll be really interesting to see what that experience is like. Yeah. And then the number five is that anyone will be able to create their own Instagram story filters this summer. So I'm not so excited about this one. I'm not a great fan of like the filters and the face filters and all that. I just I know I don't, you're not Sandy. That's why I, know, I became I the about, dog face on stories just, just to my harass when you. you did that. I just died. <laughs> so yeah, they call it I know. Um, <laughs> I know you did. Alternate reality filters. And so you can have flowers coming out of your eyes and But you're black gonna get lipstick. to design. I mean, I think here's the thing. This is for kids. I think for kids and for artists and designers who want to create, you know, new masks or features or like beautiful rainbow idea, like pictures that swipe up. I God knows what people are going to make with this thing. But for those of you who have that kind of graphic design slash artistic ability and you're into programming a little bit or using computer-based tools, I think this could be really fun for you. And I bet so many, like I follow almost exclusively in my personal life artists on Instagram. And so I bet some of those people are going to do the coolest things yeah, imaginable. Yeah. And so I, I, for one, I'm not going to make that, but I'm really excited to see what some of the creative people I follow are going to do with that ability. And I, I get it if like they, the example in here is like cosmetic companies can, you can use a filter to see what their lipstick or whatever looks like on you. So you can kind of try things out. And there's also a, a mention about like, you could put the clothes over a photo of you. I don't know how how that will work. But it, yeah, I, I get it. It's interesting. It's just not I think it's just not speaking to me. I think that's but, really hard to yeah. get right. <laughs> I just got so I just ordered these glasses. I did you like did you have something to check about what they look like on you before you bought them? Oh, okay. no, 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 no. So here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't. But with Warby Parker, don't you? I don't I, know. That's I, American. So I don't know. I did not. So I was trying to decide on which glasses to get. And I don't wear prescription glasses, but I do. I've been ha- getting very lightheaded from my screen time. And I have these hideous gamer kid blue light blocking glasses that I wear that are like bug eye reflective blue glasses that are, I mean, like they're hilarious, right? If I've like made the mistake sometimes of wearing them out of the house, I can't imagine what people think when I'm wearing these like 15 year old boy bug eye glasses. However, there's this company called Felix Gray that makes tasteful blue light blocking glasses. And I and they're more expensive because the blue light filter is not like a film that goes on the glasses. It's built into the lenses somehow. Anyway, cool startup, beautiful UX, beautiful website. And so I was trying to decide. And I I texted my husband and I was like, can you tell me between this one and this one, which one you think would look the best? And he's like, can't you just see what it looks like on you? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, every other startup that sells eyewear will you like, take a photo of you yourself, like what it looks like on your face. And you can put the glasses yeah. on your face. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, is that is yeah. that real? Is that yeah. like, is that real? Uh-huh. Like, can I really look and see if that dress is going to look good on me? Because I don't know how that happens. Like, well, the dress <laughs> and the clothing, I don't know. I don't know. That's a different thing than just putting two circles over your eyes, you know? Maybe, but like, there's know. like turning your head and seeing what you look like in different angles. And no, you can't do that. You get a straight on shot. You, they, they dump the frame over your eyes and you get to see. And I think you can't get a sense because you typically know if you look better with a little cat eye or a square or round you oh know my god you know i really need yeah. to have it on my face so i'm going to take advantage of the like free re- return and new pair if i don't like it but anyway but i guess that's cool okay. if you have those tech if, if you have those skills to develop that within this interface for instagram and you can help people see what clothes are going to look like or 
eyewear or hats or whatever. I mean, it could be so cool if you're an Etsy maker and you knit or something, you make these knitted hats and you could sell your knitted hats on Etsy and people could try them on to see if the hat looks good on them. It could be so fun. Okay, number six. <laughs> Sandy's not excited about I don't this like feature. I, I'm not. I'm not. Now, now we're, we're going to have to do like a Namastream filter or something. <laughs> no, we're not doing a Namastream filter okay. ever. Number six is Instagram is testing hiding like count. So this Ooh. has been rumored, but it has been confirmed that they're going to be testing in Canada this week. This, that means that you will still be able to see your likes, but someone who's scrolling through your posts will see your posts. They will be able to like, but there is no count. And the reason behind this is they want, what they say is we want your followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes your posts get. Yeah. So interesting. I think that's really fascinating. I wonder if it's almost the reverse, like people pick up their phones to they post a photo and then they want to see how many people like it. Like it, you know, like it'd be interesting to see if they couldn't, the the poster couldn't see it. You know, I think that might be have more effect, but I don't know, but it's like a popularity. But I think we're so driven by what other people say, right? It's like if you go in, when I was doing politics, my other life, a couple careers ago, and the way you ask a polling question or how well someone is doing in the polls, if you announce that is really going to influence undecided voters because people want to like what's already popular. Like they want to be part of the community or the tribe. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, others behavior really influences us like I don't think I would ever think a weird mermaid blue smoothie bowl was beautiful if like 500,000 other people didn't like that photo like I would be like what is that I just don't think that that's what I would have chosen like that's not my aesthetic I'm like a forest green like fog darkness wolf like my natural things I like are like the woods and the sea and wolves and bears and and so like anything anyway I just would never choose a blue smoothie bowl but yet it's become so popular that I I think I've learned to like it as just like not really like it but as as some sort of like aesthetic or standard of beauty in our culture you learn to think that's what beautiful is Mm -hmm. to me the likes are more important for the account like if I see someone has like half a million I'm like what is this person doing versus the individual posts so I don't pay so much. I mean, I'm I'm curious about that, but I don't feel like I would ever heart something like something because there is a high number to it. But I may follow someone if half a million people are following because I want to see what's going on. Like, what is this person doing? You know, almost like sort of studying them to figure out what what is, what is going on here. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, so that would be that would be interesting. Interesting. I will let yeah, well, you know. Well, that would be interesting if you couldn't see how many followers somebody had. That would be a whole I other know, story, right? That would be kind of cool. That's like let's kill the popularity contest. Yeah, that's almost yeah, better. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know if I'm chosen to do the test in Canada yeah, this week. No, you shouldn't screenshot it. I would actually would do that. All right. Number seven is an away mode and a few other uh, tasks to combat bullying. So they announced that they're going to allow people to put, I don't really get this one. I think you need to explain it to me, like a mode that lets you opt out of Instagram during sensitive periods of your life, like getting, like you're moving or getting over a breakup. Like, why don't you just not go on your phone? No, because I think it means that like people can't comment or like it just like, sort, of, like, sort of stops the account yeah, they, they can't do anything to your pictures right or fo- whatever like i i think that's at least that's how i read that i don't know we'll have to learn more about what they mean because even if you're not checking it stuff is still, still going on yeah right so yeah. It, it's a way to say like i'm opting out like i during this period of time i don't want anyone to be able to interact with my mm-hmm. account and i think that's kind of yeah, i okay. do think that's helpful because they they do show a screenshot here and it says like away mode like, i'm 
not available. Like you, we can't. Yeah, it's like archiving a Facebook group, yeah, right? Like I if guess, you archive I a group, it still exists. Like theoretically, you could unarchive it if it's your group, but and people can see what's there, but nobody can join and nobody can add any comments or like any. You know, it's like they can't interact with the po- with the posts in the group. Yeah. And then with the bullying, they are going to do a nudge feature, which I think is kind of cool. So if you are about to write something negative in a comment, the app is going to nudge you and say, hey, do you really want to write that? <laughs> like, it's just interesting. Like they must have phrases that are picked up or words that are like, hey, that's sort of mean and nasty. Do you sure you want to say that? Yeah. yeah I don't know. It's interesting really interesting. interesting. Or not. Yeah. 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 I wonder who they get, like what kind of social psychologists yeah, or to help design interveners they have working with them at Facebook to try to, and again, I say Facebook broadly because all of those Instagram people work for Facebook, mm-hmm. but trying to think about like who's being brought in to think of these things. Cause they obviously like that company has encountered so many issues with respect yeah. to like white nationalism or, yeah. you know, like you name whatever Privacy. problem exists, it's, it becomes exacerbated through Facebook. And so they're bringing in these experts, I presume, to try to help alleviate some of that stuff. I know that they were just hiring a ton of government relations people. And so it's so interesting to me what goes on in a company like that. Once you're that big, you know, and the kinds of people you have to bring in. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny, there's a lot of fire trucks outside my house and I'm just really distracted. Not outside my immediate, like down the block, but it's really loud. Okay, so those are the features. I think there's some really cool trends. I'm actually quite excited about Instagram. I like it, I enjoy it, and we've seen some real activity and you know, it's increased our business. Yeah. And I I like it. So it's exciting. And it's not about how many followers you have. It's really not. No. Although I would love to have the swipe up feature, yeah. <laughs> but beyond that, it really doesn't matter. It's like how deeply connected you are to the people there, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, and in my other accounts, I have multiple accounts that I have in my life for different reasons. And it's such a different experience in each one. And so for, but in terms of our business, I think showing up there and being, um, giving glimpses into who we are and what we're about, I'd love to bring this podcast more into our account. We've talked mm-hmm. about that. That's going to mm-hmm. be, I think, rolling out in the coming months. So if you're a podcast listener, you're going to be able to find more of us and see video content of us on Instagram. We're also going to do a lot more IGTV as far as like teaching. And I think it's almost like in my mind, it's almost turning into the blog is this IGTV. It's like a blog, a video blog, not on YouTube, but on IGTV. So what I have started doing, because we've been looking at this so much over the last month or so is if I have a brand like Drunk Elephant, like we were talking about Drunk Elephant a couple podcasts ago, if I have a question about their products, I go to their Instagram, actually then their stories, and they've got every product like all the detail on each product. It's crazy. I don't even go to their website anymore. I go to Instagram. So, but I kind of see with IGTV that really happening. So I think that's how we're going to start to use it. So if you do not follow us on Instagram, come on over. We're trying to get to that $10,000, 10000 $10, follower mark so we can get that swipe up feature. <laughs> yeah, it's at Namastream. You can find all us right. in all of our glory. Well, let's go to Joy and Hustle. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I have the Joy. Okay, so... You have okay. the joy. So I want to just talk about two accounts on Instagram that I follow and watch very closely and have really given me confidence and freedom to show up on video 
and mess up and screw up and stumble and fall and leave the room and come back and it's all going to be fine. So the count is, there's two, it's the same company. So her name is Trini Woodall. She's from uh, Britain and her company is Trini London, T-R-I-N-N-Y, Trini London and Trini Woodall. And uh, she is a cosmetic company, but she's used to be the host of What Not to Wear in Britain. And she does IGTVs and Facebook Lives from her bathroom. She just suction cups her um, phone to the window and she has her staff sitting in the bathtub as she talks about whatever skincare thing or makeup thing she's doing today. It's super funny because she just gets on and says hello and she just talks. And if she forgets something, she will leave the room and just leave the live going and she doesn't care and she never apologizes and she's just so herself. So even just watching a few of those on her IGTV is just like, Oh, is that how she's got like half a million followers and she is not perfect and she is not like camera ready. She's like putting stuff on her face and micro needling herself. And didn't she like the oh one you God. showed me last time we were in the same place? It was like she was like switching oh bras my God. with someone I else. I can't even talk about it. Or she it. like didn't wear a bra and she needed she to was- get a bra from her assistant. <laughs> I was no, like, was, <laughs> who's going to do that? It was Nanette Gaspé who has a really beautiful skincare company and has done these like masks. I, I mean, they're super, they're like $200 Canadian for one mask or for three uses, but one is super expensive. And so Trini was talking about them because she swears by them, but she had one for her neck and for her like chest. And so she needed a bra strap to hook it in. And Nanette's like, you need a bra. And she's like, I don't have a bra. Well, you need a bra. Well, I'll just put it on. No, you need a bra. And then she's like, I don't have a bra. Let's switch. And they left the bathroom and took their shirts off. And Trini put Nanette's bra on and, and Nanette came back kind of shell-shocked with no bra on. Like, what the hell just happened here? And Trini's just standing there in her bra talking about Nanette's mask. I was dead. Like, I just, that's how you do it. That is so real life. There's like, most people would have paused or or edited, or stopped, or restarted, or whatever. But she's like, no, we're just going through it. It's so good. I think for me, it just really gave me permission to like, just get on and be and whatever it is, it is. And she has such a loyal following of of women in in uh, well all over the world now. I was going to say Britain, but it's it's grown much beyond that. So anyway, Trini London, Trini Woodall, check it out on Instagram. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, she is good. I now follow her too, of course, because of Sandy, and it is very entertaining. Okay. And then the hustle for today are these articles. So the article in The Atlantic by one of the tailors and the article in Later, the blog in Later, is by the other person named Taylor. So Taylor Loren and Taylor Lorenz. Taylor with a Z or Taylor without? Yeah. And for Americans, that's a Z. Z is a Z. So we Mm. will link to both of those articles in the show notes, as well as Trini's beautiful Instagram accounts. <laughs> and you'll make re- Sandy really happy if you start oh becoming obsessed God. with Trini London or Trini Woodall, whatever her name is. Okay, folks, that's a wrap. We will see you next time. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start, to wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba teacher to sign up. It's totally free. Thank you.
Thank you.